Ah, the name is Bootsy, baby. Radio Free Galaxy. You know that funk's for me. By the power of the one, we be funking uh, for fun, baby. Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. I'm Shannon. I'm Andrew. And it's every other week, so that means we're going to be talking about Star Trek. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yay, he got it right this week. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't Woo! say Star Wars. You did it! Yeah! I'm definitely going to mess up something worse now. Uh, <laughs> we're going to continue on with our season four discussion of Lower Decks, and we'll be talking about episode two titled, I Have No Bones Yet. I must flee, <laughs> and uh, it's a really good episode. Lots of lots of fun to be had, and some touching moments. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But first, let's just talk about our links and all of our business stuff, and we'll get that out of the way real quick. Please follow us on social media. We're on all the major platforms, but we're the most active on Facebook. Just search for Radio Free Galaxy, and you will find us there. And please subscribe to the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel. Um, I spend a large part of my time, probably too much, every day digitizing videos from old VHS tapes and uh, posting them on YouTube. And I've been playing with fire a lot lately because I've been putting up full episodes of The Young and the Restless from uh, the 1990s. And I know I'm going to get struck down by the copyright gods one of these days. And they're probably going to ban my channel forever and ever. But I'm having fun doing it. And a whole lot of people are having fun watching these episodes. So I'm going to continue to pirate the airwaves until somebody <laughs> tells me to stop. Uh, so please go over to there, the Radio Free Galaxy YouTube channel and subscribe and turn on the alerts and all that. And you will be annoyed by me every single day. And so, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Shannon, for that little woohoo. I deserve a woohoo. I work really hard on that every day. Um, anyway, Christine, how can somebody get a T-shirt with faces of our Radio Free Galaxy original cast on them? How can they get one if they want one? Well, step right up, folks, and go straight to your Google box, and you're going to type in Radio Free Galaxy T Public. Now, depending on which uh, search engine you use, it should be in the top three, and you'll see us in our magnificent gorilla-style anime picture that I made of all of us. And you can get us in a shirt, magnet, purse, pillow. I mean, definitely get a pillow. I mean, who doesn't want, you know, dark otter right on their face hole? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, go get a shirt, please. And they're usually on sale for like $16. Oh. If they're not, their normal price is like $22, which is... That's actually an awesome price because I bought mine, what, almost over a year ago? And I got the uh, the race, like racing tank top Racer back. back. Racer back. I'm never going to get that. But that, it's wonderful. I wear it all the time. Mm -hmm. And the print is magnificently still bright and uncracked. Hasn't cracked. Hasn't cracked. 
Usually some of those screen printing uh, cheap jobs crack and totally peel bogus. and all that stuff. And uh, T Public does a pretty good job. With yeah, that, I've gotten so. magnets, buttons, pins, and you name it, and it's all been great quality. Yeah, maybe one day they'll offer like promotional sex toys or something like that <laughs> that you can get with our faces on them. That would be really great. And whenever you get mad at us, you, you can, can get the Mitchell <laughs> with our vision staring right at you. Hey. Hey, this is our Star Trek. This is our Star Trek episode. We can't be talking like that. We talk like that on our normal episodes, oh. not on Star Trek. All right, we gotta draw the line. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we draw gotta the line somewhere. This All is right. this is wholesome content. I'll slap here. my hand for everybody out there. I Ow. brought I brought it up. It was Ow. me. I did it. I'm sorry. Um, okay. Put a, so. put a quarter in the swear jar. Turning uh, to a completely different subject, let's talk about I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. Like I said earlier, this is the second episode of season four. And this is definitely a, a lighter episode. Lots of fun. Uh, we get another uh, cutscene in the beginning of... Um, we keep getting these, these cutscenes either at the beginning of an episode or at the end of the episode. Uh, I think the last one, you guys, in the last episode, it's been a while. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. was with the Klingons, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this one is with the Romulans mm-hmm. in the beginning. And yes. somebody, yes. somebody, Andrew, is trying to start a war, right? <laughs> start a nuclear war. So, something like that. Yeah. Start a war or stir up something in the Alpha Quadrant. Yeah. And is, is there any way that it isn't peanut hampered? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hi, it's me. <laughs> I'm causing chaos. I mean, I'm only half kidding. I really think it's Peanut Hamper that's trying to start a war for some reason. Dude, that's a good theory. I mean, they're not—they're intentionally not showing yeah. who's been causing all of this chaos. Yet they're building up to that somebody is an mm. agent of chaos out there that is trying to bring a war for some reason. And Peanut Hamper's out there. She's out there and. And, uh, She's a menace to society in the entire the universe. In the universe, yeah, she so. can't be trusted. I don't know. No, do you guys? Do you guys have any other theories on who it could be besides Peanut Hamper? Even though you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> nobody. Yeah, I, I think Andrew and I have already watched it all. So oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I can't suppose with you guys. God. All right. Yeah. I do have a theory. Yes. yes. Uh, well, I don't want to hear it. Your theory is wrong. <laughs> peanut, peanut hamper is the right choice. Now I, I, I will admit that I was with you, Travis. Okay. Before I before saw Before you everything. knew. So clearly yes. I'm wrong. Go, go, All right. Peanut. Well. Oh, whoops. Sorry. All right. Spoiler. Uh, that's fine. Uh, I'll keep believing. Maybe something will change. I still believe. After, after watching Loki, I believe that things can change even though you think that's impossible. So well. I'm just going to keep on believing. <laughs> <laughs> I the feel like character the no- that we have met in the Star Trek universe before is involved. Somehow. Oh, okay. That means it could be Peanut Hamper. All right, it I'm It could in. be Peanut Hamper. Um, but it's not Peanut Hamper. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Stop crushing my dreams, oh, Andrew. His, he's he's boohooing. I need to go get Kleenex. I'm sorry, sweetie. It's okay. All right. So anyway, we get into the meat of the episode, and we've got an A plot line and a B plot line, and the beginning uh, Mariner. Over here, over here's um, Jack, right? I forget his last name. Uh, 
What? You're going to point to me yes, at I the am. synopsis <laughs> yes. of the episode uh-huh. I'm supposed to just read it real quick? <laughs> I could get little cue cards with little popsicle sticks and wave them in front of me. That would face. be better. That would be better. You just pointed at the synopsis fine, and like, fine. hey. You know what? I'm going to make cute little like cards with little stickers for Star Trek, and I'm going to pull them up with little popsicle sticks and cue them for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. If you could do a Love Actually situation where you just have a bunch of flip cards and you just have a script for me that I can read, I would love that. Yes, I will do that for you. Okay. I'll be the guy. Anyway, uh, Mariner thinks she's going to be demoted, right? So she Mm -hmm. goes, and this has happened to her so many times before. And so she resolves that she's going to screw everything up and sabotage everything uh, like she always does. Uh, because it's gonna happen anyway, and so she screws herself up by screwing herself up. But at least it'll, yeah, yeah. But at least it'll be in her hands. It's, it's her power. Aww. That's that's her win. She yeah. thinks, you know, because people are out to get her anyway. So if I just do exactly what I want anyway and screw everything up, then it was by my power, and I actually mm-hmm. win in the end somehow. Yay! Yeah. Wow, it sounds like my life, kind of, <laughs> for like 35 years of my life. And like, I just, oh, yeah. Like, the world my- is out to get me, so I'm just going to destroy myself anyway, and ha-ha, I win. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, how sad. Um, anyway, it's uh, this episode isn't sad, but yeah, she decides that she's going to... Uh, do whatever she wants anyway and um we also have the transition of all of our main characters who got promoted are now uh transitioning into their new positions so you have the hilarity of uh boimler uh junior grade junior grade (laughs) lieutenant boimler i can't call him ensign boimler anymore junior grade lieutenant Boimler uh, going into his new quarters <laughs> and they're just not quite right. From the beginning of this episode when he when he walked into his quarters and the nacelles were shining <laughs> in. First of all, I'm like, are the nacelles really that close to any of the quarters? Because I'm thinking of the design of the Cerritos and it just doesn't seem like any of... You know what I mean? Like the nacelles... Well, Go ahead, Andrew. His luck is his luck is just that bad that he yeah. gets that one room. That that's the one place that the Starfleet engineers couldn't account for, and right. it also happens to be between two holodecks. Right, right. It doesn't help that Rutherford is trying to like ultra super max out the Cerritos, so everything's on steroids. So maybe it wasn't always that bad, but it's now it's like red eyed. I don't know. I found the whole thing with Boimler to be hilarious where he finds like a Jeffrey tube to go hang out in. Yeah. It's like, this is where I live now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, oh, are, are we on. just sharing yeah. what we enjoyed? Yeah, go ahead. Go okay. On. <laughs> I like how Rutherford got like um, uh, a nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> Livick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. And uh, you find out later that really he didn't have to do any of that the whole time anyway because he's turned down so many promotions because he just wanted to be with his friends. And, yeah. you know, there's this there's this theme of found family in this show mm-hmm. that keeps popping up and it's super heartwarming and I, and I love it. But it uh, keeps popping up in this show and it's it's part of what really endears this show to me so much is that these misfits all fit together to <laughs> yeah. make a very uh, 
misfitty puzzle. I don't know. I don't, I'm like looking for the words, but you know what I mean. They they fit together in the wrong way, but it works. And and anyway, uh, yeah, they're all dealing with the hijinks and and oh my god, uh, the room between two holodecks. <laughs> <laughs> but see, I mean, now they write that into canon. You know what I yeah. mean? Because this show is canon. So, Andrew, some some engineer designed a Starfleet ship with a quarters in between two holodecks. <laughs> well, the California class is just a, you know, a small shit level boat that, that the, the junior, the junior lower deckers get assigned to. And then the junior engineers are the ones designing. Exactly. You know, we wouldn't dare do such a thing on the enterprise. No, he's probably got his own private holodeck on his new one. Like, yeah. Why are these walls so thin? <laughs> Well, we had we had to put something on the outside of the ship too. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that was fun. And then, so then, the A storyline is that um, Mariner and Jack and a, and another uh, red no, shirt, another red shirt. Nobody. Uh, they have to go to a menagerie, and <laughs> because there's so many menageries out there, but they have to go to a menagerie and they have to bring back some humans off because of the humans apparently just get hit like took into menageries all the time and it's a big like oops sorry you're human we gotta let you go well i mean yeah if you watch the original series and the next generation i mean it does happen it's an epidemic yeah it happens quite a bit um happened in the orville too yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so they they've got to uh, get them out right they're uh, they're being released transferred given to them whatever whatever it is whatever you want to call it and and Mariner decides that she's gonna basically sabotage the whole mission because she wants to screw everything up so that you know she can be uh, you know it, this power is still in her hands or whatever so we go to this menagerie and we meet basically a Pokemon. That <laughs> yes, Lipsy. oh my god. Lipsy! <laughs> so, He's adorable. So it's very much like a Pokemon in the in the way that the the race and the singular creature all are named the same thing, right? They're they're, they're Moopsies and, and it is a Moopsie. It's a Moopsie. Right? And it says Moopsie. Moopsie. Right. <laughs> it's so freaking cute. Oh my in god. In no way it. was it in no way was it created so that they could sell little toys afterwards. Yeah. Oh, no, never. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, hold on. Star okay. Trek would never do anything like that. But also, if I don't get a plush Moopsie for Christmas, um, there's going to be hell to pay. You know, we have to absolutely have one. Um, I'm sure there's a talking uh, plush Moopsie, and if there's not... Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there is. It's a... There's already some being made. Yep. 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 Oh my oh god, my it's god, so big and cute. so pretty. And it just it really just looks like a Pokemon. So it does. yeah, I kinda want and I want a model of one also so that I can build. Yeah, plus it drinks your bones. And it drinks your bones. Yeah. That's one important part of the cute little moopsie that we forgot to mention is that it drinks your bones. How does it drink bones? Well we find out <laughs> <laughs> Well that guy was riddled with bones. <laughs> And there were several references to it's chugging its bones. <laughs> <laughs> chugging bones. That's something I never ever want to hear again. Moopsie. <laughs> Moopsie. <laughs> yeah. A terrifying subject when they managed to make it funny. It's just so you know, cute. You guys are loud. It's misunderstood. 
It totally is. It's just a, it needs a hug. Maybe it's, it it's needs just a hug. it's just living out its purpose and it's just doing what it was created for in the grand scheme of things. So it really it's not evil. It's oh my god! Just, it just needs to wear a sweater so it can be cute. Right. That's and, what it was created. And for. so the big mystery is who let Moopsy. Who let Moopsie out? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great episode title, but it would have given away the cute Moopsie. Who let uh, Moopsie hijinks. out? Who? 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a, it's very much a Tribble situation, but done in a different way, and it's very cute, and I appreciate it very much. Mm. And I also do think it is a nod to Pokemon and stuff like that, because while this show does like to... Um, make fun alongside of Star Trek. I don't like to say that it makes fun of Star Trek. It makes fun with Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, it also likes to hint at other science fiction shows and fantasy shows and stuff like that. And I think very much it is a nod to Pokemon, Digimon, all of those things. Well, right? I'm pretty sure Moopsie's going to win all the time, no matter what the beast is, because it's just going to drink your bones. Okay. So if Peanut Hamper and Moopsie got <laughs> together... Oh, no... They could pretty much destroy the universe, right? Yeah. That would be the a... The cutest way to destroy the universe. Yeah, that would be a dynamic duo for evil that can't be stopped. Uh-uh. Oh, still might have too much sass. Oh. <laughs> so, how do we stop Moopsie, guys? What's the what's the ultimate plan that they come up with to stop Moopsie? Christine? Well... We could always just punch somebody in the face and get all their teeth and give little treats in a like little road like you're following like a Hansel and Gretel thing to get the witch to fall in the oven. I, that's that's logical. It's so stupid, but it's so perfect yeah. for this show, right? Yeah. Like you couldn't do that in live action. It just wouldn't work. Even if it was a spoof show or no. a farce or anything, it, it just wouldn't work. But in animation, it works perfectly. It's mm. a fun solution. Um well, you know, there's some pet, you know, there's some Ferengi out there that's selling teeth as yeah. treats for your pet Moopsie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of oh course. my God. Oh, little bone treats or oh. of, of like some little animal that they're just boiling the bones out of and selling for, yeah, Moopsie treats. Oh my God. Oh Moopsie my God. treats sounds so good. Yeah. And just selling Moopsies as pets. Like, how horrible. Oh, yeah. The black market for Moopsies. You could only sell them to, like, gelatinous-based life forms. <laughs> like a cube? But you would still need to feed them bones. Dude, right. it's a vicious cycle. It is a vicious cycle. It's a cycle. very... Uh, maybe you can make a synthetic. Right. So we find... Farscape did an episode about a bone-eating creature, but it wasn't, you know, obviously not a, as a comedy. Right. But, you know, they, they got trapped on this asteroid with a, a creature who... That's, a, that's what they ate. They ate bones, and it was like, look... Like, you guys are here. I'm going to starve to death if I don't eat you and I'm going to viciously kill you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so I just wanted to throw out the reference there. Just, oh, excellent. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's really gotta, cool. Got to push Farscape whenever I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've never watched all of Farscape. I, I like to get in it. It's just in, in that conglomeration of just sci-fi shows that I can't get to all of them. You know. Yeah, it's it's a big commitment. It's a lot of episodes. How many, how many seasons is that around? It's like three and a half, but it's like pre-Game of Thrones season, so there's oh. 24 episodes yeah. a season. That's right. still not that bad. Still not that bad. After watching all of Supernatural, <laughs> that just seems like a drop in the bucket. Oh, <laughs> was that, was that like 18 seasons? 16. Oh, 16 seasons. My bad. 16. 
16. <laughs> I 16 it. seasons, Christine. <laughs> you're, you're giving me the look of I have felt a lot because of emotional Because I was talked anguish. into it by my original, uh, you know, podcast partners, and you all thought it would be hilarious. I did. I love them. So many episodes were wasted. Uh, anyway. He's a total Dean fan. No, 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 no. We tried to watch, like, seasons, you guys, in a week. We would watch a season in a week and then podcast mm. on it the next week and then watch an entire season. But, I mean, this is pan- during the pandemic where, you know, we had nothing to do but binge shows. Yeah. So it, that wouldn't work in the now times. Yeah, I was going to say. Some of us still had to work. Yeah. Right. I mean, we were working, but I mean, there was just nowhere to go. (laughs) Yeah. Do not pass go. Do not go anywhere. Watch Supernatural and see Sam's uh, furring brow. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, so they they solved the whole uh, moopsie situation by uh, using teeth to lure it into the situation and and into into a trap, and they get it locked in, and they find out that the humans that they're trying to extract from the menagerie are the ones that were let the moopsie out in the first place because they wanted to take over the station, and humans are the worst. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that should always be a reoccurring theme in Star Trek, that the real monsters are always humans. <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't be. But it comes back. Yeah. It comes back It's often. man's fault. Yeah. It's it's a definite meme that comes back that even though the other races look like monsters, we tend to be the ultimate monsters, right? Yes. Moopsie ain't monsters. <laughs> we is the monsters. Moopsie's just doing what Moopsie does. Yeah, Moopsie do what Moopsie No do. evil intent whatsoever. Nope. Moopsie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and then we, and we have a touching moment at the end where, you know... Uh, well, several touching moments at the end where Mariner, you know, admits that, yeah, she has been sabotaging herself and maybe it's time for her to stop. And, you know, it's all about her growth and her arc throughout this series where at the beginning she did seem like she was just an agent of chaos, but it turns out that there's so many things that have happened to her previously and as we've learned about everything that she's had to go through, uh, we understand her sabotaging a little bit more and we can relate to it more and it's a real actual formed out arc that's like building up into something so we'll see what actually ends up happening with that and then we also get a resolution with our B storyline where Rutherford finally gets his pip uh, and all he had to do was just ask for it. and then he made uh the other guy we were like rutherford yeah yes my enemy yes and then rutherford and boimler ended up uh sharing quarters together and boimler finds out that you can just dim the windows (laughs) (laughs) which i mean i was my first thought from when we got into there in the first place like you know, like, uh, windows on a starship seem like they should need some dimming Radiation apparatus. Exactly, because you're going to be, like, flying around stars all the time and things like that, and it could Solar get quite flares. bright. Exactly, just not the, you know, the nacelles are going to be bright, but there's also going to be some phenomena that happen outside of the ship that are going to be quite bright. And maybe <laughs> these huge windows aren't the best idea everywhere. Hmm. Dude, I love when uh, when I put those glasses on and then it got brighter. It's like, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, Anybody else have anything they want to mention on this hilarious episode? Do we miss anything? Uh, Everybody good? Um, no, you forgot the, how hilarious the Romulans were in the startup piece. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They, they were hilarious. They're all trying to stab each other in the back. Like, oh, yeah, I'll stab you in the back even better. Oh, you don't even know what a scheme is. Take that back. <laughs> yeah. My plans will come to fruition before your crappy plans will. <laughs> well, I mean... That's that's at the heart of a good spoof, right? Like, yeah. we don't we don't get good spoofs anymore. And when you watch a really good spoof movie like Airplane or the Naked Gun movies or anything like that, it's taking a little bit of truth. And that's really with all comedy, taking a little bit of truth and taking it to a ridiculous degree. And that makes for a good spoof. And... The spoof movies that got made recently really Ugh, don't understand no. that dynamic. They they yeah. make fun of people and they make they they kind of cruelly make fun of things and it doesn't work for a spoof. No. You kind of have to honor the thing and at the same time making fun of it by taking it to a ridiculous degree, yeah. right? And and that's what this show does really well, where it it's supposed to be in canon, but they do a lot of ridiculous things. But like it's kind of okay because it also honors the show yeah. and and the the whole series of Star Trek at at the same time. It so. respects the material. It, it does. From. It does really respect. And the that's material. what makes it good. That's yeah. what makes it good. If you want to make a good spoof, you spoof. You have to respect the material you are spoofing, or it's going to come off really hateful and unpleasant to watch. And this show does not do that. It makes it really fun. And lighthearted, and it's like, oh my god, I would never thought that. Like, what what would happen if you built a room between two holodecks and just <laughs> left it there? Like, that's pretty hilarious. They're like, oh, I'm gonna go live in a Jeffrey tube. I, I still like that. It's like, uh, oh, it's right. so quiet and dark. I love it. Well, and the set pieces and the the like the ship designs, uh, like that that Romulan warbird in the beginning was kind of. It wasn't the warbird we saw in any of the series. It came mm-hmm. from one of the original designs. So someone out there involved with the show has read every single book, yeah. has has looked at every single sketch ever done on the back of a napkin. Right. Like they understand yeah. the source material, like like you said. They re- they really do, and they they honor it by making fun of it, and I love that. <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with another Star Trek review, and uh, until then, listen to whatever stuff other we talk about in between. Uh, I'm sure it won't be as good as Star Trek. So, until we change over to a fully Star Trek podcast, this has been Radio Free. Hey, hey, hey Shannon. Nope, nope. <laughs> we have to talk about other stuff. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> because especially because Loki is really really good, so that's at least one thing we have to talk about. It seems like in between weeks of Star Trek, we just complain about other things. <laughs> There's <laughs> like, gotta be a balance. Like, there this has isn't to be. Star Trek, and this sucks. Uh, <laughs> that is the way. But no, Loki is really really good, and that's probably what the next episode is going to be, or it was the last one. I'm not quite sure where I'm going to. Oh no, it's this. time travel. You make so, it. So uh, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next week or two weeks from now or whenever you tune in again on Radio Free Galaxy. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Good night.